This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Uh, Heidi, good morning from California. I guess it's uh, pretty cold in New York, uh, just after the New Year. Good morning, Mom. Yes, it's getting very cold here. So uh, we're, yes, we're definitely in the winter months here. January and February in New York City are freezing. That can kind of be the, kind of the doldrums for people in January and the challenge of... You know what? I I agree with you, Mom. I think it is. I think that... uh, the holidays are really hard after loss, but there's still kind of a buzz. And I think, you know, there's something about also once you hit the new year and kind of New Year's Eve, et cetera, and the new year day, the new year day, you kind of almost expect there to be a shift in your life. And when there's not and you're still not in a good place, I think it's really hard for people. Yeah, which is one of the reasons we wanted to have this show today with Joy Berger on composing uh, Life Out of Loss, because she's a wonderful musician and has written a great book about music. And I think she's going to give us some uplifting ideas about uh, what how music can help us to come into the new year after, after a loss. Well, Heidi, why don't you introduce Joy? Okay, like you said, Mom, Joy is the author of a book called Music of the Soul, Composing Life Out of Loss. And she also, let's see, works for the quality and education. She's a quality and education researcher for Hosperus. Is that how you pronounce it, Joy? Hosperus. 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 In in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, a recipient of the National Heart of Hospice Psychosocial Spiritual Caregiver Award. She also has a really great website, which you'll have to tell everybody how to access because I love it and I love the picture on it and... We met her at ADAC, and she is a wonderful, caring, warm person, and I'm really excited to have her on today. Welcome, Joy. Thank you. What a delight to be with you. Um, loved meeting you, getting to know you, learning your website, and the incredible resources, so I'm just honored to join you, join you today. Well, it's great to have you on, Joy, and, and talk uh, a little bit now for our audience about what happened to you. You were going to be, uh, your life was in professional performance, right? Correct. Um, since the time I was, basically could crawl up to a piano bench, um, so much of my whole identity and love and passion was around uh, piano and other aspects of music. So I had my bachelor's and master's. In piano, I was completing my doctorate in uh, piano performance, and I already had a dual thing going with psychology. So I was, I um, was creating, um, completing actually like a, a double major uh, in music and psychology of religion. And out of the stresses of uh, doing it all. Um, uh, I had uh, injuries to both of my hands. Uh, this was pre-ergonomic computer days, so I was practicing about five hours a day, um, teaching about 30 piano students, and then spending hours on end at my um, non-ergonomic computer at night. And uh, different um, physicians and treatments um, and things just did not work toward healing. So um, it changed my life um, 
uh, significantly. So you really had a, a huge loss. It, it was. Um, uh, May 2011 will be 20 years. And um, wow. actually, I feel much more integrated with it all at this point in my life than, than um, uh, for, for a lot of years there. So um, there was so much grief, so much um, loss, uh, so much identity, and uh, music had always been my expression, my release, my exploration of whatever I was feeling inside. You know what what, um, story I love, Joy, my mom and I were talking about this, was Mm -hmm. the story about how when you were a junior and you were at your recital, you were playing and all of a sudden, the lights faded in the complete yeah. darkness, and then it, and you kept playing. Your hands just yeah. kept playing, and then the lights at the end slowly dimmed on. You received a standing ovation, and I loved the life lesson you learned, playing life right. in the dark. Playing life in the dark, that's, that's right. And actually, I was a sophomore. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. I was, I was um, 19, and it was my mm-hmm. uh, first performance um, as a student in our uh, performing arts program at my university and about 300 uh, faculty and music faculty and students. So, yes. <laughs> well, and I know uh, your dad what, died of Alzheimer's uh, l- last year or this year? Yes, in January of this year. Yeah, uh, and, and we want to talk about that a little bit, too, because I think it's all in relation to this. And, and, absolutely. And your early losses and then um, your loss now and how that's all integrated and also how you've used, um, you still use your music and recommend it. And just because you play it doesn't mean that it isn't, you know, part of your life. And you have such good ideas for people. Now, talk a little bit. We have a piece. We wanted to play a piece of the music uh, that you've written. And can you talk a little bit about that before we play it? I mean, not that you've written because it was Cla- uh, Claude Debussy, but uh, that you played. And tell us about that before we play it. Yes, it is called Reflections in the Water from Images for Piano from Claude Debussy. And um, so as you were describing, as I started playing, um, the, it, it begins very calm. If you think of uh, throwing a pebble in the water or a very quiet stream, and then it takes on a whole new force. And so at that moment where the waves begin to shape and take forth, the lights just gently went down and out. The window, the room had no windows. Uh, my hands are playing. And I remember looking uh, like across or through the 11-foot Steinway. You've got the lid up, and, and I'm looking through it and playing, and I see the exit sign, the neon exit sign. And um, uh, somehow I kept playing, and just as the music was calming down at the end, the lights dawned back on. Um, we learned later that um, workmen had set an automatic timer and the recital had gone long. I was the last one on. They had gone out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a professor made a mad dash uh, backstage and got him pulled back. Wow. Well, well, let's hear this and, and talk, I think, a little bit to our folks out there how sometimes the lights go out for us and we, Absolutely. Pl- we play through it and they go back on. And uh, here is the music of the soul. Thank you. 
Thank you, Joy. Uh, oh, wow, that was pretty amazing, wasn't it, Heidi? It was beautiful. Yeah. Very healing. And so then the lights went out for you in your life when you found out that you weren't going to be able to play. And now you've gone on to write this fabulous book, uh, The Music of the Soul. And I wondered, with this joy, how have you done it? And what do you suggest to our folks out there who've had losses and need to move on? What kind of music and how, how do we bring music into our life? Beautiful. The, the music of the person's soul, very simply. I cannot sit here and prescribe a CD, a piece of music that will get it for you because likely that comes out of my own history and biases and preferences. So always starting with the music um, of the person. So it might be, um, well, with different different uh, questions and and also maybe creating one's own or identifying one's own like musical menu, as in um, what music takes you to places of sadness, um, grief, or anger. Um, and it may be a particular style. It might be a specific composer. Usually always those pieces of music are related, connected to an important time, person, or place in our lives. And that helps bring the past into the present. And when life feels in the dark, in the chaos, and I don't know where I am, that can help me find an anchor within myself and hearing. And um, you know, it's likewise. Kind of, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting now. You can actually make your own CDs and all that kind of thing. So you can um, make a sad tape for you or a happy tape or you know sometimes men uh, talk a little bit about not being able to get in touch with their tears we've done workshops on crying and uh, if you want to and there's something that moves you uh, and you want to cry you want to take that moment out to light a candle and and have a good cry maybe you make a cd or have for me have uh, my grandkids make a cd for me Heidi have you got any thought on that yeah Heidi have you got any thought on that yeah a couple things one is I like how Joy said to listen, you know, think about music that takes you to places of sadness, grief, anger. And I'm thinking for men, sometimes they're more comfortable first tapping into the anger. So they could even make, you know, music or CDs that maybe would tap into that. And underneath the anger is profound sadness oftentimes that we at first don't want to get in touch with. So maybe we address the anger first. And also, Joy, I'm thinking of also, and Mom, you've talked about this a lot on the show, making CDs that tap into messages of hope and joy and joy yeah. we love your name you know and then the positive, so having kind of two kind of um cds absolutely absolutely so the next place would be also having that cd or that list or in this day and age using you know creating playlists on your iphones or ipods mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh that also have the music of hope of celebration um, and many times uh, when I ask people uh, what what music takes you to celebration or sadness, it can be the very same piece of music that is related to the loss. Another wonderful tool is to, to create a playlist or a CD of the other person's music. If um, someone has died or is seriously ill, uh, make a list of their music and keep that as um, I like that. comfort in your car or as you're walking or wherever, um, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, playing off of the anger, uh, I had a flashback, Heidi, to uh, back when I couldn't play, and that was um, in the early days of this. Um, I remember uh, on a little Walkman cassette playing a very percussive uh, Bartok <laughs> piano concerto, um, and, and I would go for walks in the park, <laughs> and I'd try and just pound it out <laughs> through my feet because I couldn't do it in my hands anymore. Mm, and then, yes, wow. absolutely, shifting well, to um, something else. Um, there is a concept in music therapy called the, the ISO principle, I-S-O, and I sometimes just call it match it and move it. So if I start with matching um, music for whatever emotion I am feeling or that I need to get in touch with, and then I intentionally move it to the um, a piece of music that reflects the emotion or the thought that I want to move toward, it, it truly can help. Well, you know, um, I wondered, with your dad with Alzheimer's now, uh, has that changed your music? And have you thought about yourself in, in terms of this music with him? Oh, I would imagine he was very involved with your musical career. Dad was. Now, i got to tell on my dad, Jake Berger, he would say, I can't carry it. about himself. He'd say, I can't carry a tune in a tin bucket with a lid on it. <laughs> so he couldn't sing. <laughs> or he would say, now, Joy got her music from me because her mom still has her music. <laughs> but here, you know, dad was at every piano recital. And not only was he always telling me how proud he was, but he would go up to the other parents afterwards and say, oh, I know you're so proud of Susie or David. You did such a good job. Mm-hmm. And so there was always just this um, uh, joy that he expressed, delight and, and um, nurturing uh, us my three sisters as well, and whatever uh, interests we took. Now, did you play music for him uh, during the time that he had Alzheimer's? I did. I did, and it was wow. um, uh, in his hospital room uh, four days before he died, and just wow. after the... Um, just after we had communicated with the physicians that uh, we were not going to go the route of a feeding tube. And uh, I had my keyboard down in my car, and I had been, this was out of town in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I went down to get my keyboard, and I didn't know that at the same time my sister was calling our longtime uh, minister friend down in Savannah, Georgia, which is where we grew up. So I'm pulling out my keyboard, and Bonnie has Bill Gardner. i got to say Bill Gardner's name here on the phone. And I pulled out the keyboard, and it was like, well, hi, Bill, it's Joy. And we, you and I need to, to um, do a piece of music together. So I, here my sister has her cell phone, puts it on the keyboard. I start playing Amazing Grace, and Bill starts mm-hmm. singing. Uh, with my family, how, and there was definite awareness from my dad. He was not able to speak at that that time. And then when that phone call ended, um, I continued to play, and um, my brother-in-law, God love him, said, Joy, I don't know what you did, but <laughs> he made a big difference. And then when I was, so it was a lot of those favorite pieces of music of my dad's from the years, 
And then when I finished, my brother-in-law very gently said, asked my mom, Granny, do you want to play? So my mom went over uh, and then played some of the the um, pieces of music, especially some hymns that she had played um, through the years for Dad. Wow, what a what a so wonderful was, story! Yeah, and what and a wonderful at, family. At Dad's funeral, I did an improvisation on uh, uh, when the roll is called up yonder, which had been uh, a little tune that he whistled through the years. <laughs> ah, that's wonderful. And that he had shared with his father growing up. Now, Joy, uh, tell us, give us your website. It's a fabulous website. Musicofthesoul.com So musicofthesoul.com and Joy's book is Music of the Soul, Composing Life Out of Loss. This is such a resource for you. If you're a musical person, if you're a person who wants to make CDs, if if you want to experience more about music, uh, this is just an amazing book, Joy. It's a, it's an amazing resource, and we want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks, thank Joy, you. and thanks for helping people heal through music. Thank you. What a delight, and um, thank you for the good work that you're doing. Thanks, Joy. Well, Heidi, it's been a great show today, and uh, don't you love music? It's it's just so amazing, and what Joy's done. She really has, and it, I love it because it taps into a, your deep, deep emotional feelings very quickly. brings you to a completely different place. Yep, and we wish you all uh, happiness during the new year, and uh, and I would suggest that you do get some of those happy songs, that, that things maybe even go back to your childhood, don't you think, Heidi, the things that you remember that brought you joy, and, and play some of those things. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Open to Hope show uh, with Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi. Please uh, stay tuned next week. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.